Hey, listeners, Animation Aficionados will be recording a Slayers episode in late August or early September. Between now and then, we want you to send us a recording of yourself doing the Naga laugh. The most outrageous laugh or laughs will be played on the show. Send an MP3 of yourself to neil at animationaficionados.com. Hello. 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 Okay, right. my recorder's working. Is yours? It is now. No, I gotta admit, I watched this with a with a headache that's just now subsiding. So, as if it were caused by the movie itself. Yes. <laughs> I'm feeling a lot better now. I actually I actually had to take five minutes out of the movie to to actually physically throw up. But oh, oh god, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dude. Wow. I'm not kidding either. No, well, I I hope. I hope that wasn't like your headache and that was just the movie because I, I had the similar reaction. <laughs> was it when she started singing? Uh, yeah, actually, that was about when. And um, I love it when she says, you know, this just isn't working because like when we first watched this, the movie like our rep was not good. It wasn't good. It stopped right at that moment. And I was like, wow, she she called for the movie to stop. She does have powers. <laughs> it was trying to save us. Yeah. Yes. And then we had to go back and re-rip it. Because we thought, oh, well, there's only like 15 more minutes. It's like a 45-minute pilot. No. Well, we'll, <laughs> rip it, we'll rip it and rip it. Well, wow. it's. Yeah. So, I think this is a trend. I think I need to go throw up. I'll be right back. Oh, <laughs> Maybe shit. Robin's dream oh, shit. Is, yeah, I'll be right okay? back. Yeah. Just... Okay. Oh, wow. This movie's more potent than we thought. I, yeah. I, I mean, damn. If I, if I start puking soon, like, then we know that this movie is viral. It will have caused a reverse peristaltic chain reaction. Yes. Yes. Atomic batteries of power, turbines of speed. Don't worry, I've got ad banners stocked in my um Oh, band. wasn't that an episode of Aqua Teen with all the ad banners flooding the house? <laughs> yes, yes. As long as we're covering Lou Scheimer here, um back on our uh, He Man and the Terrible Era filmation episode, uh, <laughs> in the comments section there was a guy who left a comment that was basically the title of this of this show pisses me off. I'm not going to listen. And <laughs> for for weeks, Mike Blanchard was like, "You should you should uh, approve that message." So I said, "Okay, you know what? I'm going to approve it." And now everyone listening to this can go back and read the comments on that show and look at what he left and tell me how I'm supposed to think that was tongue in cheek. And <laughs> you can see why I didn't take it seriously. Yeah, that that that's pretty that's pretty much calling you out. Like that's yeah. not that's not being funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the opposite of funny. That's that's just that's just plain <laughs> mean. Well, that's also just kind of like what really didn't, didn't even listen. Yeah. Well, like okay, like that made you pissed off, really, He Man. And, and we really didn't hate on He Man that much. I mean, we we did make jokes at it at its expense, and oh yeah. Well, the, I the mean, show made the jokes already. We just said well, them out loud. I don't hate He Man. I it, it I think it's kind of garbage but you know if, <laughs> if i see it on cubo late at night i'll watch it it's goofy it's if goofy you fall asleep though to uh, do to adam of eternia it's like it's like full of drug induced i don't know what so i i'm i mean i can watch it but it's just no it's not good what i love is is the bonus app we did uh oshi puppet pals and- <laughs> And the guy on our Facebook's gig really pissed off. And like, oh, you're you're saying I'm getting to buy panties in a bind because you don't put the historical context. I'm just trolling him now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You, you you better now? Yeah, I, I actually feel much better now. To, to be fair to Lou Scheimer, 
I've been feeling sick the past couple days. It could just be coincidence. <laughs> well, what about me? Yeah, well, that's true. So yeah, but Landon pushed you over the edge there. Yeah. I, well, and and what was floating in the in the toilet was a bunch of establishing shots. <laughs> <laughs> did you make the sound? Whoa! <laughs> I did. That was the sound of you throwing up. <laughs> Webcast Beacon Network has been covering and promoting creativity and the creative process since 2007, starting with the Web Comic Beacon, a topical web comics podcast with a jovial bunch of misfits like your local morning radio show. Also, the Web Comic Beacon newscast recaps, reviews, and discussions of community and industry news relative to comic creators, especially of digital distribution. Also, the Tropecast, the ever tangential discussion of literary and visual memes. And finally, Web Fiction World. Before web comics, there was independent and self-published web-release written fiction and literature. Find this all at webcastbeacon.com. Be sure to grab a master RSS feed or master iTunes feed and not miss a thing. Let's get this shit started. Let's get this started. Uh, hello and welcome again to Animation Aficionados. Uh, this is your host, Ben, joined by my co-host, TV's Mr. Neil. Robin. <laughs> and we have with us Kitty Hawk. And, of course, uh, another special guest, Trevor. Happy endings don't last for long. <laughs> and uh, we have to thank Kitty Hawk and Trevor before they have supplied us the rare Robin and the Dreamweavers. Oh, my God. The Lost Lucianer production. P- listeners have been hearing us for weeks talking about this. We just watched it. I threw up. Trevor threw up. Uh, I'm not kidding. Joking. We actually we, threw up, yeah. Yes. yeah. And I've been drinking. And I inoculated myself by watching Fritz the Cat beforehand. Oh. <laughs> Overrated Bakshi. It's okay. You, you have such a thing against Bakshi. He, he, it, it's he's so like, much more animated than Robin and the Dream. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he, Bakshi, Bakshi is like Ben's white whale. No, he's he's Ben's <laughs> Dickimo. And yes, I just made a Gene Deitch reference to your to your disdain of Ralph Bakshi. Why do you hate Bakshi? Because because I. For five years, I've been hearing to these from these guys about how great Fritz the Cat is. And they watch it, and it's no, it's it's Wizards all the way. Yeah, wizards. wizards is where it's at, man. Yeah. I mean, seriously, like Fritz the Cat is is okay, but yeah. Wizards or Fire and Ice. <gasps> Fritz the Cat, I would I wouldn't call it like a masterpiece, but it's it's something that I would have watched at like one o'clock in the morning. It's a cultural thing. You have to sort of watch it. It's like. Part of American culture, it, it's one of those rights you have to go through. Yeah. It's like He Man. It's like, oh, this is on. I'll watch this. Yeah, it's, yeah, that, yeah, that's a that's it, a good. It way has enough it. tits that it gets a pass. It yeah. burns, doesn't it? <laughs> Being that close to suckage. Anyways, uh, Robin the Dreamweavers. It's uh, Lou Schreiber's production after filmation closes doors, and I have to apologize uh, by saying Erica shut it down. No, Erica was a part of this. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> So, Erica, what were you doing? I mean, I, I was totally behind you. I had your back. Check paycheck. Well, anyways, we all, we all do things that we're we're un, we're we're afraid that we shouldn't have done. Anyways, picture very loosely the Matrix meets Cool World and 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 Heavy Metal 2000 as well. Yeah, ooh, ooh, ooh. and Ten throw years. in throw in some Tiny Tunes while you're at it. Like something, something from the Warner Brothers studio in the nineties. Yeah, the 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 washed out Warner Brothers. Yeah, studio. like they're all like pastel colored instead of brightly colored. 
Okay, so the movie starts with this wacky scientist trying to come up with an energy matter transporter, and he has no Scottish accent, so he's doomed to fail. But he, and but, he's played by Dean but, Warmer. Yes, and but the thing is, is like he's not really wacky. He's like sort of excited, and so at first you think that this is all serious, and you're like, okay, okay. He takes a bite out of a pear, and then he's going to transport the pear. And by the way, that the, was the that was the crunchiest pear I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's little, fresh. Little known but true fact is most apple juices are called apple flavored juice because they actually use more pear than apple yep. in the juice. Pear is the a- filler juice apple of used, choice. Apple used to be the filler juice, but now pear. Same in same in your fruit cocktail, the the yep. the urine like liquid pear. Oh. So so just a just a little odd tangential fact I found out, but just by staring at the labels long enough, you, you can learn all these things about the food that you put in your body. Anyways, uh, anyway, woo! Don't look at it; you'll be afraid. Anyway, the, back to the movie, which is just equally as horrible. So he's trying to uh, transform matter to digits and back. Yes, digitize me, Fred. Fred. And he creates life by taking what is a dying pair and teleporting it. And well, see, just... it has his DNA on it because he took a bite out of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, but he was trying to, like, teleport the pear, but, like, that's not creating life, dude. That's that's called teleportation. Well, but to see, the thing is this. It should be like the fly where, where half, half, yeah. oh, DNA and half human DNA becomes uh, pear man. So, like, one of those Del- be shaped like Brenda, one another of the character. Del- <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I was oh. going to make that joke. Oh, dang. <laughs> Who is, is both... Presented as repulsive and sexualized throughout the movie, so it, it's a very confusing kind of thing. What, like, what I love, what I love is, is all of a sudden this tiny like pin pin sized embryo shows up in the tube where he transported the pair, and then and then it just keeps growing. It's like, where's this thing getting food? Well, uh, the internet. Yeah, the internet. Duh. Talk about malnourished. Well, and, and like, and then he's like, oh, I'm oh emotional. I'm such a mama and all this shit, and I'm like. Okay. Oh, and we should mention so the guy, the scientist, does not create this this life form. Uh, Roger Rabbit breaks into his computer <laughs> and does this for him. Randy uh, Rabbit. Yes, Randy Rabbit. Randy. Obey. And a bunch of the others from Tex Avery's rejected drawing board. I know. Oh, don't bring Tex into this. Oh man, man, I'd say he rejected them, so it's not his fault. He would never have drawn these in the first place. We got some lock, the lockhorns that are attached to each other. Um, the figment ripoff called Notion. Yeah. yeah, and we got Flit, who I don't know what the fuck she's doing there because she's like flitting around. I can teach you to fly. That is the most worthless power ever, especially in the internet. But but anyway, so they're trying to create this uh, this um, this body so that <laughs> it can be their champion against Triple X, the only interesting character, somewhat yeah. interesting character oh, in the entire movie. She has ass on screen. Yeah, that lot. that that's interest. Yes, that's characterization. And and she plays with her tits a lot. <laughs> so yeah. what what happens is is the scientist is killed by a by a rocket, and the, the baby <laughs> the baby is put into an orphanage where just because she when she was a baby she saw one hologram of a cottage in the middle of nowhere that's her dream for her whole life. Yep, I want to live in this dream cottage. Wow, you're so deep, Robin. <laughs> and then it goes. Robin. Yeah, there's a transition sound in the first few scenes. And no, it sometimes pops up. It's really inconsistent on how it comes in. So during the entire thing while we were watching, we were on IRC, so I'm like, 
keep typing it, it's yeah. kind of used in the way you know da, na, 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 is used in Transformers where yeah. they flip from yeah. Autobot to in, but instead it's this, this horrible raw. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why it slowed down like that <laughs> that's how I knew I was staying in sync because you would keep doing that I'm like oh that was a scene transition <laughs> yeah da, 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 da. I, I want to wish. I want to hope that if this was going to be turned into a TV series in an alternate universe, um, that that was the in the actual, universe where this is the most popular of, of Shimer's productions. I know. Like, I want to live in that universe. <laughs> it was written like a pilot. It was, it, but the thing is, there's no even back in the '90s, there was no network that would have touched this. Well, well so I, I have a little more because we have the bootleg box, and and of course, everything a bootlegger puts on a box is to be believed. But, but according to them, it, it was a pilot for some sort of cable network. Like Gen 13. Which which makes sense because uh, Shimer, He-Man was one of the first things ever to go first-run syndication, if Wikipedia yeah. is to be believed. So he was really more of like a distribution businessman than anything else. So maybe he thought this could be something that could but, be sold to like Showtime but or like, something. But like put something about like porn is evil in a in a in in something that's supposed to be sexy? I, I know it was. The, I know it was the time. I know that during that time, that was that was a really big message. Everyone was so worried about the internet polluting the. Well, kids because minds. like I don't think, for example, Red Shoe Diaries was produced by whichever cable network it ran on. HBO. I think HBO. I think it was sold to them, so maybe well, you yeah. thought the same sort of thing. But like that was the most confusing message ever. <laughs> and then like and they then, call it Skinamax for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, you I, just have a you have a scene transition where all of a sudden Robin's twenty. And she's wearing just jeans and a t-shirt. But this, by the way, this is the best animated scene in the whole thing. Yeah, there's there's shadows on her on her clothes and everything. She had, and like she's shaking her booty. It's clearly what was used to buy funding. Yeah. Yeah, and it's much better in the music video, like by a hundredfold. Yeah, there's a, a video floating around the internet that's a the earlier animation version of this where she has a duck face. Well, she she's like the Warner Brothers look, and that's obviously where the Dreamweaver characters came from because. It's the same style, so yeah, it's, the styles changed a lot, I think, during production. <laughs> yeah, like, it was it was actually rather funny how how this how this movie transitions because because he, here's Robin dancing along, and then some guy with like the most ridiculous uh, nose to nose to ear nose to ear piercing ever is hitting her, <laughs> and then all of a sudden she just imagines he has no clothes because now she has magic powers that can. Do. From her tattoo. From her tattoo that that that's a birthmark. And that pulsates in a kind of sexual way. Actually, wait a minute. Is isn't that didn't Cutie Honey have something like that? Yeah, they might have actually stolen that from Cutie Honey. I mean, it, everyone's like, anime's never going to be popular in the United States. Let's go ahead and throw that in. Disney had the similar thought with Atlantis, the movie. Don't you yeah, no. This would have been after the big anime boom, though. This was after Streamline Pictures. But, no, this is the this is the late nineties. Yeah, like, I this think is it's still, like nineteen eight, circa nineteen ninety eight. The big anime boom didn't really happen until like nineteen ninety nine, and and after that, like everyone thinks about Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball, but I don't recall like Suncoast really having a like a big sign saying anime until around nineteen ninety nine. Two thousand. Yeah. So right before then, like it was in that back corner where the guy would yell at you and say, are you old enough to be looking at that? And you're like, it's Ronma. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I, I remember when Suncoast, when the sign, or actually not Suncoast, but Blockbuster, when the sign said Japanimation. Oh, that oh was my yeah, I love that. Or it, before that, foreign films. 
Oh, it's like for water for chocolate and uh, or water for chocolate right next to Akira. That's that's exactly what she had. Yes. Right next to Elf Princess um, Butt Liquor. <laughs> okay, we'll back on track to Robin and the Well, this is sort of on topic, but anyway, uh, internet porn. So uh, he's killed. Robin's twenty. She has magic powers, and then there's this character Triple X. Someone wants to Who can turns up. into a banshee? Like no, it's like, not Vin Diesel. Yeah, it, it it's. She likes. She's an internet dominatrix who gets power from sexual energy, and yeah. she wants to go to the real world. Hence, you know, the comparisons to Cool World. Only she is not as sexy as Kim Basinger. No, no, and and the the oh God, and then there's that 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 short guy with the ponytail and the and the scanner. You know, the over nine thousand scanner. And he's like, everyone keeps making jokes that he's gay just because he's like not interested in triple X or like women. He's like, I want power. Oh, yeah, because power makes you gay. Or listen something. to my Vincent Price voice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that That's great. The Vincent Price bad impression. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. One of my favorite <laughs> one of my favorite jokes is. It's just, it's just, it's just like you know how he, how everybody that's a bad guy is part cyberized. You know they have, yes. <clears throat> like there was a guy with the machine gun for a hand that was the hitman at the beginning, and yeah. by the way, Triple X like has their digitized minds come into the this cave, and then she eats their souls. Yep. And none of this is as awesome as it sounds when we you say that as a sentence. Yeah, it, make that clear. Yeah, like. <laughs> It's, it sounds it's cool. It's the most 90s-looking, sparse characters, like, you know, characters in the middle of a scene with, with a huge background. Kind of like the the worst episodes of the 90s X-Men. Yep. Oh, man. And, and, and then, by the way, those two underlings, they were totally like Bulk and Skull, or, or the, <laughs> yeah. those two guys from the Venture Brothers. Yeah, yeah. They even wear, like, um, like jumpsuits similar to that. But, like, back to, like, when Robin, like, so Robin's older, and she's, like, at a, well, she's at the Shogun of uh, Music throws her some um, some sticks so that she can do air drums. And then she gets off. The, then the guy hits on her. She makes him naked. She meets, uh, what's her name again? Brenda Plump. Her last name is Plump. Ah, she's fat. And then, and then there's one of the very many boob grabbing scenes. Uh, but it's a self-boob grabbing scene. It's yeah. always self-boob. It's, so, and, and it's just like, um, okay. And it's not very sexy. It's just sort of like... It's like this movie has an eye fetish, too. Oh, yeah. It, always going into the eyes. Like, Robin. <laughs> and, and anyways, anyways, uh, Brenda gives Robin a job to play Demo virtual, virtual keyboard in a virtual club, virtually in, a, in cyberspace. Net rave. Virtual. Net rave. And she invented that. And she invented that too. It's like, uh. So she invented Farmville. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she invented the internet. And and she employs the most Swedish blonde, uh, muscle building looking programmer ever. Who has a breathing tube around his neck for some reason. And wears safety goggles all the time. Well, it's dance if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And like, of course, there's the "you're a pig" even though you're just trying to talk to me scene, which was. Oh wow, that is so nineties. Well, to be fair to her, she, he was trying to pick her up by by showing her that he had written a video game, which is probably not the best way to pick up a a lady. What? That's the perfect <laughs> way to pick up a lady. Didn't that work for you, Trevor? 
it did work for me, but uh, <laughs> men but, out there, video games—they impress the ladies. Anyway, I, yeah, but you're right. In in most cases, if you came up to someone and said, "Hi, I'm the creator," well, actually, Farmville is probably not a good example, but um, of, of, of the of the original and true creator of no, no, yeah, like. <laughs> So, yeah. I, I wrote Jazz Jackrabbit. You want to get in bed with me? Yeah, and it's just... Hey, honestly, Jazz Jackrabbit is a damn good side-scroller. It is. It is, but I even, I'm even kind of, like, questioning. <laughs> hmm. Hey, that was back when Epic... <laughs> hey, that was back when Epic Mega Games had... had hey, the, the, the manual had a Sonic the Hedgehog joke in it, okay? No, 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 no. I remember the the age of mascots. And this certainly is from the age of mascots because my god, there are five of them. Or is there five of them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And each one each one of them is is like you take a you take a beloved Looney Tunes character and then you and then you dump some acid on them. <laughs> so we've got the rabbit named Randy. Ha ha ha. Oh, and we should point out that none of the character designs for any of the cute characters mesh. They're all like from different universes. Well, it's obvious that they came from like whatever the music video is. And um, in the music video, they show some bigger animal, but he never shows up. And I think what happened is that 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 was when that was when the what's her name removed her cowl. It was. uh... Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, what'd Um, what'd you call her, Neil? She's called Triple X, but Neil had the great nickname for her. Oh, I. What did I say? Well, she looked like a He-Man villain, a She-Ra villain, so you kept on. Oh, uh, oh, I kept making a joke that she was that she was Shadow Weaver. Yeah. Oh yeah, Scarlet Harlot is what they keep calling her in the show. Yeah. So anyway, we got Randy Rabbit, who's like a a um, Roger Rabbit ripoff, who is of course horny. Ha ha ha. And we've got ourselves the Processor, which is this like guy called Creep, who's like. I guess supposed to be like so cool for school or something. He's he, able he, to he's able to disappear in the in the setting. Yeah, and it's like okay, that's that's a great power, I guess. And he's and, like Nightcrawler; he can teleport as yeah. well. Yeah, and then there's Flit, who can fly, which is I guess a great power. Um, then we've got Notion, who can also fly, <laughs> and, except that he can imagine things. And then like this. This other character, which I can't remember what its name is. It's Sass and Frass. Sass and Frass. Which is two characters It's like the same body. Yeah, Lois Griffin, as Ben put it. Her uh, head was shaped like Lois Griffin's head. Yes, and with a with a little worm on her head that, like, she's constantly beating up because... Oh, oh she's an anglerfish. Oh, oh, you're right, oh, you're right. Oh, now I get it. <laughs> oh, too clever for me, cartoon. That your character design is so great that I couldn't catch that. Yeah, so... Little what, known fact is a male anglerfish is never really found because a male anglerfish only lives for about a couple hours. In yep, that he, time, it needs to find a female and latch onto it and becomes what's essentially an appendix. Because its stomach acid starts, like, leaking and starts melting its body so yeah. that it can melt into the female. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm covered in balls! To quote, down... It's better down with sweater from filthyfigments.com. There is a scene with with, a mermaid. Yeah, with an anglerfish mermaid who has balls. She's like, I'm covered in balls. (laughs) Now I'm sure I'm not going to buy that membership. No, you should do it. It's awesome. (laughs) And also, the tentacle series is really excellent, too. Consenticles are great. Yeah, consenticles. (laughs) 
Okay, but back to Rob. There weren't any consensicals yeah. so, in this movie. So, so Triple X wants to make the world like her internet, uh, like everyone addicted to sex and drugs, and for some reason, everyone's opposed to this. What? I was for this. And what first she needs to come to the real world. It, it really is like Cool World in this aspect. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And so. Well, what I love, like, what I love, what I love is she tempts Rob, Robin's love interest by saying, "Well, you want Robin, don't you? Well, have me instead. Then we can have Robin." Yeah, like he, she, he, she tempts him, and he's like, "No, I don't want you. Oh, but I want to help Robin." And then she's like, "Well, fuck me." And like that'll help Robin. And he's I, like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> it does." But yeah, so she tempts him, and so Robin like, how does she disappear into the world? Oh, there's a door in the net rave that it is meant to not just go to nowhere, but she can open it, and it takes yeah. her to raw net space. Yeah, and then she like finds the Dreamweavers, and and they they're all like, "We're you're the savior of the internet." Blah blah blah. Let's exposition. This is my mother, Mrs. Exposition. And that goes on for like what five minutes? Oh yeah, this 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 has insane pilotitis. Yeah. Yeah, it it it's saying Lusheimeritis with explain everything, don't leave any mysteries, and then <laughs> and then when Robin finds out she had a guy who basically watched her tube, not not really a father. <laughs> yeah, and like and then Rabbit's trying to explain like this this guy really wasn't your father. Like seriously, uh, let's move on. Let's let's. Well, well, but he did develop the technology that lets things go back and forth, which the evil guy later recreates. Yeah. Yeah. Which allows them to go into the internet and also for eventually for Triple X to escape. But like, you want Triple X to do the first thing she's out? <laughs> Yeah, she touches her own boobs. Yeah. Of course she does. Which is what I would do if the first time I was. And there, then she's but, like, yeah. "Oh, the inner so like I love the air out here," and I'm, I'm like, "So what's the air like in the internet? Full of semen and shame?" <laughs> I would imagine so. Yeah. I mean, like, how does she know what air is? It's like confusing. Well, because well, she she comes from Wikipedia. So, oh yeah. Okay. I mean, come on. So think about so it. is like triple X just Wikipedia like come to life? Wow. She seems to have too well developed a goal for that to be oh. the case. Yeah, you know this she, is actually this is actually really funny. This actually reminds me of the final scenes in Tron, <laughs> in the second Tron movie, where where they, they don't explain how, but but what's her name from from the digital world from the grid was able to yeah. become human. I'm like, well, oh yeah, how, how do you explain that? Well, I, I, yeah, Tron, so Tron, second Tron movie makes no goddamn Don't think sense. about it. She's in leather on a motorcycle. Okay, okay. If you just <laughs> okay, it's out... Olivia Wilde. Okay. I mean, the story's weak, but it's it's just a music video. Well, I mean, like, it's not supposed to make sense. I mean, it's just a music video. Just cut out the talking. It's just a really pretty it's, Daft Punk video. It's the best Daft Punk. I can't believe they made that many millions of dollars Daft Punk music video. Yeah, I it's know. It's insane. I don't best know how they Daft convinced Daft Punk them to music video since Interstellar uh, <laughs> Quadruple four, 5, yeah. It's time for intermission, boys and girls. Grab your helmets because it's time to assemble Mask. The GeekCast Radio Network has launched Mask to Mayhem with your hosts Optimus Solo and TFG and Mike. This podcast covering all 75 episodes of Mask will feature in-depth analysis of every Every episode, talk on the toys, and more. Masked Mayhem will run 30 podcast episodes. You can find us at iTunes and on www.geekcastradio.com. Get your spectrums ready as podcasting is the ultimate weapon. Movie Week in Review is the Geekcast Radio Network's weekly movie podcast. Steve and Mike take a look back on their favorite films and give you their thoughts. 
they also bring in co-hosts at times. If you are a movie buff, listen to M-Wire only on GeekCastRadio.com. Hey, I'm Gary. I'm Mike. I'm Chuck. And I'm Justin. Join the four of us every week on the Internet's number one and longest-running G.I. Joe podcast, What's on Joe Mind? It's Joe news, reviews, and interviews like you've never heard them before, delivered right to your MP3 player. Our guests include Jason Marsden, Kevin Michael Richardson, and Matt Yang King from G.I. Joe Renegades, Larry Hama, Robert Atkins, and John Barber from IDW Publishing, and many more from around the online Joe community. Yeah, it's guys talking about Joe. Think of it as Joe Talk meets Sports Talk. And we make fun of Chuck. Right, and we pay again. Come on, Chuck. We're just kidding, kinda. Sometimes Chuck makes fun of himself. Right, and we... Okay, seriously, this is just getting ridiculous now. It's What's on Joe Mind, every week on the GeekCast Radio Network, InsidePulse.com, Stitcher Smart Radio, and iTunes. Download and listen today. I suppose I still can't say something about Transformers, can I? Good No. What about sports? That sounds good. Yeah, that's all right. Oh God! So so like eventually like the the cottage keeps coming up the damn cottage like oh this is your dream isn't it that she saw when she was two days old it was like a computer generated oh we didn't talk about the nurse doctor who's the, the, nurse the robot. robot the nurse robot in the nursery where Robin is like raised um has uh boob, boob keyboard yeah boob <laughs> keyboard. Where can I buy mine? Yeah, exactly. And it's very, very shiny. It's a very shiny robot for a minute. I was like, wow. Well, well, well Trevor, they do make mouse. Uh... Oh, I've got one of those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I need a boob keyboard. Yeah. I have a nice shelf going on right here. We can use it. And just as a public service, uh, women should know that they, ha- they have versions of that that are asses of, of hot guys. So. Nice. Yeah. Or for the men. <laughs> yeah, or for the men. I mean, I'm just saying, like, you yeah, can well, get Yeah, well, in guy, general, you can You can, you can get, get something with ways. a shape for you to let rest Let's your wrist do it off. You can yeah. find what you need out there. Yes. Yep. If it, if you thought of it, it's on but the internet. we should say something, because we wouldn't want to give anyone the wrong impression that this movie is sexy, because we're saying a lot of things, oh, like, God. about boobs and things like this. And you would <laughs> think this would be sexy, but something about how everything is produced or drawn and or something. It's so clinical. It's never hot. Well, I think not it, ever. You I know what the you know what the animation reminds me of the quality of the animation. What? Sherlock Holmes in the twenty second century. Oh, it's exactly god. like that. Oh, it's god. exactly like that. That's a good comparison. Oh my god! I remember staring at that DVD every day at GameStop and thinking, "Why was this made?" Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anyway, thank you for bringing that back. That horrible, <laughs> horrible cover with the robot Watson on it. Oh yeah, that it, it, yeah. This is this yeah, is along the lines of that. Yeah, because like Trevor, remind me when we're done with the show, we need to talk about that because I know you're a Sherlock Holmes fan. Oh God. Well, and I'm more a pulp novel fan than the than the adaptions, but yes. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, the stupid cottage keeps coming up, and like. And like he, the guy leads her to the cottage and is like because well, it's one of the three yeah. sets that they've painted. Yeah, yeah. Like oh <laughs> so, man, man, we gotta mention the, that the, the bottom... cave, the rave, and yes. the cottage. So, so what made me throw up? There, there's the evil guy's lab who reproduces after biochip. The biochip lab, which where the the uh, technology for going back and forth from the internet is reproduced by the evil guy. We start with a medium <laughs> shot that zooms in on the on the laboratory. Then a medium shot on a cave-like area where the laboratory is is held. <laughs> then we have a panning shot of the laboratory itself, and then we zoom in on the characters who are talking in the laboratory. And we have to do this, and every we do this nearly every time. time. 
and it, every single time we think, see the cottage, we have to zoom in. And on it's the it's like nearly fifteen seconds of filler. I mean, Roger Corman would have the biggest boner. That's what I was thinking the entire time. No, we painted that set. We're putting it in there. Well, all they needed to do was like take some, take an animation that they already did and just mirror it just to fill some more time. Uh, oh wait, they did that. Yeah, they do that a yeah. lot. Oh like, man, uh, flashbacks to things that happened five minutes ago. I, I haven't seen such laziness since Sabasa Chronicles. <laughs> oh, uh, Neil, Neil, can you check and make sure that John Sepper's name isn't on this? I'll, I'll, I'll look through the credits again. Because like another great example of this is uh, even though there's a story reason for it, which is that the programmer's game, I think Dark Caverns or something like that, <laughs> it is where Triple X lives. It, it, no doubt, it, it, it the fact remains that. A painter could paint anything, you know, some sort of crazy, erotic, horror domain that Triple X could live in. But no, it's a cave set worthy of Star Trek. It's well, just a boring actually, cave wall, actually, I think, and that's it. I think it came from, like, He-Man or Brave Star, because I remember those cave sets. Oh. And it, so in true Star Trek fashion, you're reusing the damn sets. Because I, I remember those sets from, like, some other cartoon. And all, all the men look very Brave Star. That's oh, well, true. Yeah. yeah, and all... Yeah, all the women look extremely, I am in the 90s, and this is a woman. Yeah, it doesn't even have the charm of Adora. No, 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 no. It's 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 so clinical in how it's doing everything. Like, when when Triple X is smacking her ass, and it's a very big ass, you're like, okay, I don't There's care. just nothing. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, whereas, like, just watching an episode of She-Ra as an eight-year-old okay. boy, you're confused why you have these strange Okay, we feelings. haven't really got uh, – when we get when we, – when we get to the when we get to the triple X, you know, on the cock. Uh, let me mention something. <laughs> Let's like, get there right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. So anyway, like we're talking about that there isn't anything sexy, but there was like one thing in this entire thing that was sexy. The first time you see boobs jiggle, I did feel something because I was like. Holy God, those boobs are jiggling and in, in a normal fashion. Yeah, everything else is like uh, yeah. boobs are, are attached like uh, – Yeah, like water balloons. Well, no, no, they're not, not even water, water balloons. They'll be way too jiggly. Yeah. Everyone is made of concrete. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> and so like when you see these boobs jiggle, like, okay, so Triple X has just made it to Earth. She's turned into this like lust paradise. Yeah, turned it into ancient yeah. Rome. Yeah, and like then you see these boobs jiggle and you're like, fuck, that's boobs right there. And then you feel something, and then it's gone. But then you see another background boob, and it moves just fine. And what I think is happening is, is that whoever the key animator was sucked all balls, and whoever was like a background artist was like, was "Damn doing... it, I'm going to make this look good." Exactly, yeah. because he was thinking, "Shit, we're drawing boobs." <laughs> and, and if you ever do start to like watch the first 15 minutes of this, you should know that there are eventually bare titties. But yeah. it's not really worth it. It's really not. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 uh it's it's worse than it's worse than a medical book. Yeah. yeah, and so like it's not worth it for these like two flashes that are actually worth the whole like worth. Something. It's not real. Not, yeah, they don't redeem it anymore. Yeah, it does not redeem it at all. What, what I love, what I love is is you know Triple X takes down Robin and then tells the orgy horde, okay, you know what to do. Yeah, gang raper. I mean, yeah. it's, it's it's pretty strongly implied that have your way with her. Oh man, man, we didn't even go back into the wincess. So like, um, after Robin gets defeated by Triple X in the cottage, which turns into a cave set. Um, <laughs> <laughs> One set turns into another. It's just like Star yeah. Trek. Yeah, it's uh, but but she creates a cave set and she like takes Robin's power and like 
And now she has the ability to go back to the real world. And she, for some reason, she takes the guy with her. Like, I don't know why she's so oh, yeah, attached. Her, his, her programmer? Yeah. yeah, her programmer. Oh, oh, oh we forgot. We forgot. We, this leads to one of the funniest parts where Neil and I were actually making Superman 2 jokes. The father becomes a son. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, God. Because, like, okay, so. The ghost of her, her, her would-be dad, her tube yeah. watcher. Yeah. Her well, tube. her, her tattoo like, disappeared in that scene. Her heart yeah. level went to zero. Yes. Yeah, it went yeah. to zero. Her then, heart level was shattered, Neil. Yes, they I actually know. say that. And and so, like, the guy shows up as, like, a ghost. He's like, I will give you my power. And he, like, I, I've i got to say this. That was the most predatorial <laughs> sexual thing I think I've ever yeah, he, he merges with her body. And, like, it is, like, it's so slow. And, and he is not only played by Dean Warner, he kind of looks like him. Yeah. So think of, like, a Dean Warner, like, old guy. He's, like, getting over her. And Leaning over this pretty 20-year-old blonde woman yeah. and then kind of just merging with her body. And, and it's like, oh, my God, Wincest. But not Wincest because she he was just a tube watcher. <laughs> um, to the tube watchers. And so it's like she gets her, her tattoo back, but then like he appears again. It's like, so did you sacrifice yourself or what the hell just happened? And well, he wanted to, but then he realized he didn't need to. He just needed to just uh, stick in balance. for a while. Yeah. Oh, and there's tons of things oh, like this where the where the, the Shimer exposition factory is is disproven by the movie itself. Because like the whole reason for Robin existing is so that the Dreamweavers can have a way to get to the real world. And then in the climax, they come into the real world anyway. Well, I mean, like, there's, pl- and there's, like, tons of shit, like, um, like, for some reason, Plump, the woman, knows things, or, like, she's, like, not, like, they tell her in one scene, you're not coming with us, like, only the programmer's going with me. It's, and then she it's falls the evil anyways. Guy. Yeah, she yeah. falls anyway. There's, like, and gets into of- the secure lab without us seeing that, no doubt, exciting scene too expensive to show. Exactly. So. Yeah, where she took down a whole army of guards with, with, just, with just a hairpin and a shoe. And then a comet fell off screen. And the only thing. <laughs> The only panties you see in the whole frickin' thing. Well, except for Triple X, who wears a thong. Well, and, like, the people who are naked, but I'm just saying, like, an upskirt, the only upskirt is this woman. And it's, like, it's not even, like, oh, wow, she has white granny panties. She's so wild. Like. Yeah, like, so, yeah, I don't believe that some some chick who dyes her hair purple and wears, uh, you know, a throw rag and like herself a, or whatever And, like, this, is. like, cleavage like, yeah, like she has the white granny paintings. I yeah. well, think the painter didn't want to do anything. I there. think the painter just thought Barbie and just painted that. I mean, uh. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but what I love is the final scene of they they suck Triple X back into the internet, and and they decided to make a memory of the Dreamweavers that statue of that. Yeah, but like we have to mention. <laughs> oh yeah, so the city, the real world city, builds a a monument to the Dreamweavers where. Triple X had erected her monument to cock, which was which, literally a giant Which we're cock. not very sure if she built that or if that was there, there before. Because we never see it before. We well, never you know what? It, it might have been San Francisco, you know. Yeah, and then it comes project. blood, too. It also comes blood. Oh, I forgot that, about yeah. that. Oh, and, then, and she ties the, the would-be boyfriend to the cock. Yeah, that, yeah. And, and, then, he, and then he exerts superhuman PHP strength. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, we didn't mention that when uh, when Rob, when Triple X was pretending to be Robin earlier to trick this guy into helping her, um, she was tied to a rock, but we don't know how she was tied. Because it was really like a, a sheer wall in a yeah. cave, that same cave set. <laughs> there was nothing like it could have wrapped around. The so. chains were duct taped to the... It's like it was like 
magnetically stuck to the rock somehow, and he was just punching yeah. them off. It, it was 3M, so the deal was she didn't have enough leverage to go. The, you know how you have to stretch them down, then pull out, right? She just couldn't do that. that yeah. Was, well, she it's, was, it's, it's, it's sort, of, sort of like the iPad 2 cover with the with the magnet and the. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so yeah. There's plenty of like what the hell moments like like the animators are clearly just like whatever. Just keep the checks coming. We don't care. He just said, like, put tire to a rock. Okay, we'll do that. And, and like I said, why love is just that fine, is that statue, that implausible statue, because it, that thing should have fallen over on its side. Right, so what happens when they when they take her back into the internet, this is, you get in and out of the internet through this tube full of cat urine that you climb <laughs> you know, into. Oh, oh, we forgot yeah. about her turning into Doc Ock. Oh, yeah, so, well, so anyway, but when they dra- pull her back in, they're all underwater, so they're in this crazy underwater pose trying to hold her down under the water. And this pose is recreated in, like, granite somehow. Yeah, like, how did the – unless Robin made it, because Robin does have the ability to do magical things, even though she rarely does it in the show. Oh, but anyway, when she finally confronts Triple X on her – when Triple X is on her giant cock and um, standing in the middle of the city, Robin finally shows up and gives a speech – out of nowhere about how porn, internet porn is bad. Yeah, internet porn is bad. It's an addiction. We need to stop it. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wait a minute. So you presented this whole thing as sexy, and then you give a long-winded speech about how internet porn is evil. Wow. And, and the thing is, is that I can respect that in the sense that there's a long tradition of gonzo movies. Yeah. Right, where you do, like, the truth about Swedish schoolgirls. Where you, you pretend to be against something and you exploit the hell out of it, right? Yeah. Like there's that's a long movie tradition. But the thing is, is those things are actually exploitive and sexy yeah. and satisfying. And here, I think, no, I, I feel that that was really the message that this movie was going for. And and what a message it was. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, after she gives the long speech, like Triple X turns into like a monster or something. That looks like Doc Ock. And sometimes she has, and she has a dress. Yeah. Now. So oh, when yeah. she's super evil, she gets a dress instead of a dominatrix outfit. Yeah, like that makes no no sense either. You become yeah, when she powerful. becomes super evil, she gets more covered. Not yeah, like, that doesn't make yeah, any sense. Like, like, the, I've become more sexual. I've covered myself up. And then she it goes between her having like tentacles, like you know octopus tentacles, or having bionic tentacles. It can't decide. Like the animators go back and forth on this. So oh, and her face, which is always cowled, uh, it gets shown to a crowd at one point, but of course it's way too horrible to show. Well, it's like it's like a comet hitting somebody. <laughs> Too expensive. It's an Animaniacs <laughs> reference. Where oh yeah. Animaniacs did a joke about the animation studio Flemation, <laughs> and, and the the head of Flemation, who's obviously supposed to be Lou Scheimer, says, "Well, our kind of humor is we don't show. We have oh my goodness, a comet hit me on the head, but we don't show the comet." <laughs> nice. That is that is pretty. Pretty Shimer-tastic. I think that, that pretty much sums up here. Yeah. yeah, that was that was one of the best mean-spirited episodes of Animaniacs ever. They they made fun of everybody in the animation industry. Well, this was this was honestly like. Oh my you know God. what was missing animation-wise for a Shimer production? What? There was no absolutely no trademark. Um, three seconds of really impressive rotoscoping. You're right. There wasn't. You know, I actually was waiting for it. I mean, I was waiting for it the whole time because it's shiny. But I right? did tell that he was using CG. Oh, I the think, CG was bad. Yeah, the <laughs> CG was really bad. But I think, think what, Babylon Five. I think bad. what ended up happening is is that instead of doing 
uh, his normal rotoscoping, I think he decided he would do 3D animation. Yeah, and what I loved was, was a the, bad the, move. Guy. What I loved was the CG they're obviously trying to show off, like this the scene where the tube watcher was trying to save Robin as a baby. He, he jumps into a car, a flying car, of course, and he's flying yeah. off. And what I love is the next shot is he's doing like he's doing a, a he was doing a a dog roll in it with a baby in the car. Uh, yeah. Like any responsible tube watcher would perform. Well, maybe the cars have a a gravity field of their own. But the, and... but the cars are obviously CG elements that the 2D cell yeah. animation has been inserted into. So it's it's kind of the reverse of uh, like kind of like the 90s Spider-Man. Yeah, and the cars. Kind of gimmick. Yeah, the cars in the beginning actually look a lot better than they do later on when the Dreamweaver's car shows up and it is obviously CG. <laughs> oh my God, it looks like. Hi, I'm a first. I'm a first year um, 3D animator. Look at the car I made. I mean, yes, it is 1998, but and everything is globally illuminated. For, yeah. For people who understand CG, you, yeah. you know how terrible that looked. Like everything is globally illuminated. There's no local light sources. It looks like Saturn quality. Yeah, it's just. Ooh. And and I'm thinking, why didn't you do what you did in the beginning of the movie, where you traced over the 3D? Why didn't you do that? Oh, because you figured out that that was going to be too expensive so you decided to do the lazy thing and just leave the cg in there just go back to rotoscoping yeah this movie's bad yeah this is really bad if you can find a copy of it i'm not going to mention who does it but just search for robin and the Dreamweavers. um you can watch this horribleness oh man the cgi test oh god i saw that it's a 3D triple X doing her dance scene from the movie on top of the giant cock. Yeah, it reveals at the end it's a giant cock. Now you can kind of tell in the beginning, but when I when I saw it, it was not a great quality. So it was like wait, I can't believe the guy wait. who wanted to be the next Walt Disney who made that Pinocchio children's film did this. I I think he's a whore. <laughs> I, I think I think like any good like he's not. I don't know if he's a good salesman. Well, he did get He-Man into syndication. So. I think he thought he was doing something groundbreaking. I think he thought he was going to do some sort of crazy. That's the thing that's so confusing about this movie is it it wants to be adult, but then it falls back on having things like the Dreamweavers, where it's like goofy cartoon animals. Because it's, I think what ended up happening is is that these were two different projects that kind of got merged into each other, like the sexy, <laughs> like pro- an old tube washer and a twenty year old girl. Yes. Yes. I think what happened is is that we had this one. See, like, if, if they like became a merge of the personalities, that might have been okay, but they didn't go there. <laughs> so well, like, like Firestar with a bimbo. Well, and Dean like Warmer. I recall, like the in the music video, there really <laughs> wasn't a lot of sex, sexy things going on. It was just mostly her just dancing around. It seemed more like the like kind of childish, ch- childish sexy. It, it, looked, just, it looked a lot more Looney Tunes than this. Yeah, and so yeah. not quite Tex Avery, but kind of. So maybe what they were going for is like love versus sex was something that we were yeah, going to have as then, a theme. And then know. somewhere along the lines, the rest of this came along. And I, I really think like this is actually just two projects that got merged together. It just has that feel of, oh, yeah, we had these wacky characters. We got to bring them in. Fusion. Ugh. But anyway, this is this is pretty terrible. And if you if you if you really want to sit through like uh, how long was that thing? It's an, an hour, hour and fourteen minutes. Okay, and if, you five really, seconds. if you really want to like get through like watch one hour of this, you will be rewarded with uh, two good shots of bouncing tits. And a that's, l- little bit, but you yeah. will have an already have an inverse boner. Yeah, because like 
When we're talking about she's dancing on a giant cock, you you can't imagine how unsexy this is. Oh my god! It's, like, it's so. And we're talking about both, like the animated and the CGI. Like the hand animated and the CGI are both like, what the fuck? This like, should be sexy. You should think it should be like twinge inducing, at least some kind of well, like juvenile well, way, but it's also, not at all. Also, like why, like why don't we ever see like triple X boobs uh, jiggle? Like that would be an easy to achieve effect. Only when that, she grabs them. But, but they don't even jiggle then. She just sort of moves them around. Yeah, she's not really – they're not really boobs at that point. They're more like, I have some baseballs under it's, it's my like skin. It's like she has she, – no, it's like she has two bowls attached yeah, to her. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, not really sandbags because they don't that's even too organic. Yeah. yeah, they don't give. They're just like balls or something. Like, like you could break a tooth on one of her boobs, I posit. <laughs> wow. That's, yeah. a, that's quite an analogy there. I'll remember that. And then her ass is like two – lumps it's not even like sexy it doesn't even move like meat does yeah, yeah and like the sound that it makes when she slaps it it's like did you like go out and get a frozen ham or something it just it's <laughs> sexy oh you'd think that slapping ass would be a an easy foley sound to make yeah well, well, the, the thing is the thing is they, they had to the animators had to eat so they they bought like a giant ham they bought the ham i see and before and they were gonna let it defrost because it would have made a better sound but they were like Damn man, we need to just get this thing done so that we can eat our ham. <laughs> and then they got sick and were throwing up, and they decided to record <laughs> raw. Raw, It's very, it's very. Oh, the other thing that that should be that you can enjoy if you pull this up or you, if you watch it in some way is uh, insane amounts of '90s internet is cool dialogue. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh, it was God. just beating you over the head with with '90s techno babble. Ad banners. Yeah, oh. that, I, like I said, I kept on saying to myself, "Time values the power, turbines the speed." Like if you thought if you've ever read like the Atari Force comic book, that has nothing on this. Well, I mean, this really this and and the thing is, is that this feels more like the the way it's like written. It feels like early '90s, and then when you find out it's late '90s, I was like. Whoa! You know, this, you know, you know what part of the premise reminds me of Neil? What? Video Man. Video Man. He was he was a reoccurring hero in Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. It was back during the video game phrase. They decided to make a video game oriented oh, superhero. He was well, a teenage boy. All... He was a teenage boy that turns into walking pixels called Video Man. I, I'll say this though. I will say this about like the movie. It, it did change my opinion about another show. The Johnny Quest uh, show where they go into cyberspace looks so much better now. Actually, the funny thing is both of those seasons were made like opposite of each other. They were yeah. like making one season to be like traditional Johnny Quest, the other where it was they went yeah. to the CG Quest world. That was so confusing. <laughs> but I'm just saying like whenever I see the beat that now whenever I see the uh, the one where they go into cyberspace, I'm I'm gonna think yeah this is actually okay yeah like or what was that cyber that 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 that, that reboot the the show with uh, Kim Curry is the main bad guy it was like a Sentai sort of thing Samurai's oh. protection uh, attack you know, oh here to here it was Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad it had it had a Lawrence brother in it yeah, yeah. Oh, God God the 90s was just chalk actually that was based off of a version of Ultraman. 90s was just chock full It gave of Tim Curry a paycheck. It's fine. Yeah. 
Oh, well, I mean, what man. would we rather watch with Tim Curry in it? Like, The Worst Witch Part 2? I don't think so. so. I want to believe that the Futurama people, like, saw this movie in some form. I think they did. I think they did because, like, it, it the cyber world kind of looks like it. And also, it, it makes fun of, like, the way it just looks, it looks a lot like this mo- movie, except better. I think the Venture Brothers people saw this too. Yes, definitely. I, 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 yeah, they definitely saw this. Like, so, I have a feeling that this thing was like a joke amongst the animators at that time, and like that's this has been passed around. Well, one thing I could say that would that would sort of bolster that theory is the, of course, that the uh, Venture Brothers guys are from the Atlanta area, and yeah, the, the main people I found to, to have this available as a bootleg are the people from in the Atlanta. animation bootleg community in Atlanta. So, so that would make sense. Well, and also there there was Cartoon Network in the area. They might have it might have come through. Someone may have said, "Should we show this on TV?" And then someone, thank God, said no. <laughs> someone from Sayers of Practices walked through the room just at that one second, like, "Whoa!" Well, I mean, Adult Swim was starting about that time. They could have been pitching it for Adult Swim. Because you could have easy, you could easily censor this. There's almost nothing uh, yeah, in yeah. this. Like, uh, the thing is, cut, like five stop. seconds of animation, you're good. Yeah, the only thing is, is that you you couldn't censor the fact that, that kids would kill themselves if they saw yeah, this. This, whole... this show actually kind of feels like it went like maybe went through a stage where they were going to ramp up the sexiness, but then for some reason pulled it back. And it might have been that like their original um, backer like fell through or something like that, and so they decided let's ship this around. Well, and, and much like Cool World, the tone shifts. Yeah. Really kill any ability to like maintain sexiness or anything like that. Oh, Cool, yeah. cool World was a pile. Cool World was a pile, but I think I was like, ten, uh, when did it come out? Nineteen like, ninety. It was a like, cohesive pile at the yeah. very least. I, re- I remember. Like, so, like as a, as a kid, you know, not not having like easy access to porn at like ten, I rented Cool World or got Cool World in some way, thinking this is can at least be some no. kind of sexy material, and it's just totally ruined by. By having these insane tone shifts, just like this movie has. Well, like, you know, at least Cool World was semi-cohesive. I, I, I gotta give it that over Robin and the Dreamweavers. Yeah, I, I can't remember. Like, I, I remember the Kim Basinger character turning into an old hag inexplicably for some reason. I think reason everyone like remembers that. that scene because I remember that scene too. Like, I think honestly because it's like, yes, this is almost over. <laughs> oh, you could tell it was a climax. Yeah. Like, Thank God. Yes. I made a bad rental decision. I won't do I this again. I don't even know why we rented it. Like, I didn't even really want to watch it. I, I remember looking at it and going, this is going to be bad. Because it was like, ne- was it next to Bebe's Kids? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Two great choices. Because well, in- it was because it was in alphabetical order. Yeah, that's right. Because, like, I remember it was in the animation section, which was... Like, Okay. The four videos in the animation <laughs> section. Yes, I remember the 90s. Was The Last and, Unicorn there, too? Uh, no, because that wasn't out on... Uh, they didn't have that. Like, I think that they've been out of print for a while, so... Yeah, Damn you, Band America. There, there was Baby's Kids and then Cool World, and those sat next to each other for a long time. <laughs> ABC, yeah. And I and I don't know why we rented Cool World. I, but we and, and Baby's Kids came on TV once, and I was like... Yeah, okay, I'll watch this because I'm kind of interested. I've seen this every single time I've gone to the video store. <laughs> and then? And then it was Bebe's Kids. <laughs> I know. I am fully well aware of that. Yeah, Bebe's Kids cannot be described except as Bebe's Kids. <laughs> I just like that I like that Bebe's Kids exists because then you can say, so there was once this pretty funny three to 
uh, like you know, fifteen to thirty second bit a comedian did. Yep. And someone decided to make a ninety minute animated movie out of it. In a video did. game. Yeah. Oh. In a video game. And because this animation section was so fucked up, it had like all the animated kids shows in there. So you could also see Little Nemo, the Dream Master, and uh, and then like a bunch of Disney films in, in the same. Pokemon, section. the first movie. No, actually, this was before. Well, that was way before. So yeah, I remember when animation sections were like that, like La Blue Girl, yeah. right next to yeah, yeah, because this is something like, from Family Home Entertainment. This is like nineteen. I think this is like nineteen ninety one. So like or ninety two, somewhere in that. And so the animation section is a really fucked up kind of place. I remember all the stickers not for kids. Yeah, and so I'm looking at this and thinking, this is the most weird animation section ever. You know what? Those those video people really don't care. I mean, when I was 16, I got this. I got to see Ninja Scroll and, and oh. Akira because the, because the guy running the counter just didn't care. No, they yeah. really did. Yeah, the guy I, the guy at the the guy at the rental place was usually cool, but the guy at the place where they sold them was never cool because, of course, he had this like oh. feeling like, oh no, if I get caught. Well, because until Blockbuster, most video stores were independent, so they were just, you know, some guy from yeah, high school yeah, who does so, not care. Yeah, it actually was like, a guy from my high school, so yeah. No, no, this and ours was it was just the guy who owned the place, and he was there every day. I used and, to take and, those not for kids stickers very carefully off the cellophane <laughs> to keep them. Sometimes stick them back onto the VHS covers just so I would have them forever. <laughs> That's awesome. That's excellent. Yeah, but uh, overall, Robin and Dreamweavers is as is worse than I ever expected. You watch it with friends because you're not going to be able to get through this by yourself. And like, you will so. need a sick bag. You will need a yeah. sick bag. Go yeah, as has been has been proven by by this, both Ben and Trevor have thrown up. And so, so to be a little more structured. So is there anything good about Robin and the Dreamweavers? Is the there anything that does well? The end? I like I like I like the fact that it ended. <laughs> Oh, well, I do like the scene where she says this is not working because that's the movie right there. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there's anything of it, like redeeming value and even a neat idea, just a single good idea from Robin and the Dreamweavers. <laughs> Someone needs to suggest this to uh, to Rift Tracks. No, well, the, the keyboard tits. Keyboard tits. I think the idea of making a dominatrix your overarching villain, if that would have was made to work, that could be okay. Hexadecimal was sort of a dominatrix, wasn't she? If I recall, or am I just making, or am I confusing sort of. porn on the internet? I don't know. Uh, anyway. And anyways, uh, uh, just to wrap this up, uh, yes, we have suffered the Robin and Dreamweavers, <laughs> and yes, I got physically ill. I'm I'm recovering though, and uh, just uh, don't need to send get well cards. I'm okay. Hey. Trevor's okay. Pepto Bismol for yep. all. Plop plop biz biz. Anyways, uh, this is Ben. That's Alka Seltzer. With TV's yes. Mr. Neal. And Kitty Hawk of SGBY.com. Sparkling Generation Valkyrie Yuki. Sexy fun. Check it out. And our coding companion, Trevor J. Yay. And we're saying good night, Dreamweavers. You hold the record, you know. <laughs> Excuse me? For getting hit on the most times in one night. You keep count? Oh, let's call it job research, sweetie. Oh, hell, let's call it jealousy. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brenda Plump. Robin, uh, what kind of... I know, I know, Plump. With a name like that, a life of ridicule is pretty much mapped out. Unless you're real thin. <laughs> but hey, I can take it on the double chin with a jovial chuckle. <laughs> 
No, no, I mean, what I meant was, what kind of job research? I just moved here and... Oh, there. Do you know what a VRJ is? Of course you don't. I made it up. It's sort of a virtual reality club DJ. Ever heard of an internet dance club? Of course you haven't. I made that up too. <laughs> I call it NetRave, and I'm launching it tomorrow night. And I'd like you to run the dance floor. A club on the internet? But I... Of course you haven't, honey. Because it's the first one, now that the VCAP finally got the government stamp. And if it's not you, then it's gotta be me. And oogling eyes don't follow this caboose around any dance floor. Wait, but where... Address is on the card. Come on by, meet the place. Gotta run. Ta-ta! Commencing initiation sequence. Anti-gamma capacitors fully transposed. Molecular cohesion has been lost. What kind of ignoramus dullards do I have working for me? Um, very best, sir. <gasps> Twenty years and millions of dollars later, and what do I end up with? A big fish tank. <clears throat> I uh, think we're close to a breakthrough, sir. We'd better be, because if I don't get this little piggy to market fast, we're all finished! <laughs> Yeah, I should have warned you about this, Neil. What? <laughs> about the Shimer masterpiece that is... No, no I, no, I mean... Uh, no, there's a guy in chat now who is a friend of mine that, that I ended me as soon as he heard the Akira episode. I was like, oh, you guys all got it wrong. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure we did. So yeah. it's it's not Tetsuo and then Canada, it's the other way around? Or... Canada! He, he says, he says, the reason why it doesn't make sense is we didn't read the five volume blah 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 manga, and if we did, that would have made it all make sense. So, okay. Neil says, who else does that? Um, well, I, I would claim that it makes its own kind of sense on its own, but yeah. that you could and you could be criticized for that, but like not reading the you know a movie's got to stand on its own. Yeah. Also, exactly. the manga didn't come out in the United States until much later. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's what I said. And in fact, one of the other criticisms we got was that we needed to put Akira into the context of the time it came out. But at the time it came out, we didn't have the manga. So I'm getting two completely different criticisms that have I, that are that I, are incompatible. I think he means like the Japanese context. And even then, it's like well, well, what? See, I think it's it's most favorably viewed in its in its American context because when it came out, it was unlike anything else. Like I remember seeing it. Like I think I was like nine and thinking this is the greatest thing that has ever been done besides RoboCop. And I was like, <laughs> nah, I've seen this before. <laughs> yeah, but you were from Japan. Yeah, yeah. no. A Rooney Kenshin hit that episode's pretty good hit, don't you think so? I think so. Mostly because of the pre-show stuff we we've been saying, like uh, like. I was again criticizing Sonic cartoons, and people are telling me, "Well, Sadab's the best of the bunch." Oh, jeez. I, I had, I had really no opinion about that. I'm like, look, 
you could say one is better than the other, but that's like saying it's a piece of shit with an ice cream scoop on it. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, the Archie Comics Sonic was awesome. No one can tell can say otherwise. Well, my only problem with Sonic is it seems to be the gateway drug to furry. Dog. It it is. It is. <laughs> it's true. It, it is. It's it's true. There, it's it's the the Sonic crowd spawns and Neil, you know I'm right about this spawns. The worst kind of internet In every personas. generation, in every generation, there is a series that spawns furrydom. There was Chippendales Rescue Rangers. Really? That, yes. Yes. The, yes. The, yes. The girl yes. on that and, show. Yes. Uh, we have Gadget. Gadget. Yes, oh, yeah. yes. No. I know then, people then, who were in love with Gadget. Oh, and then there was also Pokemon. And now I'm sad to say. But, well, I think Sonic is actually the worst because it seems to be like like with everyone it's just gadget. Uh-huh. So 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 the so Sonic and Pokemon were like overlapping generations. Neil? Yeah. Yeah. So I think um and I hate to say it but <laughs> I hope that My Little Pony does not inspire a new generation. <laughs> Though uh, I saw a picture of someone doing personalized uh, uh, pony dolls that I. Well, you're not really helping. I, I still don't speak about I still don't speak about their function, but I'll bail when it gets too furry. There there is one positive aspect because I'm seeing a lot of ponies converted to human. Yeah, that I do like that aspect. That really so it's does. it's reverse. Yeah. And uh, but the uh, and so, I do enjoy that some of the porn is very realistic on on horse anatomy. You know <laughs> the the nipples being in the right position and all. Okay. Yes. You also enjoy cashing checks. Yes, I do. And no one say anything to that birdie picture I just threw in, into that chat right before. Oh, no, no. I saw it. That was awesome. And I appreciate the gif of uh, her getting out of the tank. <laughs> yeah, oh, of, of the major? Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. Anime butt wiggle is a great name for a gif. Yeah, that was uh, that was uh, that was a uh, Ghost in the Shell standalone complex, which is on in its entirety on Netflix. Woohoo! So we should watch that sometime, Neil, because you yes. need to. Oh, it, just because it's so awesome, Neil did a uh, how to make the major, major Kusanagi pretty versus ugly post on Facebook, and here's the image he chose. Yeah, but there, there's you know that there's a class of people out there who will reverse those images. They're wrong. But they would reverse them. I think both are pretty. But then again, I also like soulless dolls. (laughs) (laughs) What I love is I was talking to Pablo, my friend Pablo, about this. And Pablo says, well, oh, she did a great thing of, like, capturing the uncanny valley. He's right. (laughs) Yeah, but at what point is it uh, intentionally capturing the uncanny valley and then it's, I don't really want to draw a face today. (laughs) <laughs> he he draws a fi- well they're just masks it's, he doesn't really care about like the humans he only cares about like ooh can we rip some arms off a robot yes we can yeah but even Sack did that better yeah yeah but... that was that was the most awesome episode where where the major her half her arm got rips off and then she grabs a fifty caliber sniper rifle and just keeps on shooting this tank in the chest over and over again one arm. <laughs> Yep. Being a robot rules. Yep. People love machines in the year whatever it is. <laughs> yep. In the year 2101, where was the beginning? Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. No. No. So, Trevor, uh, Sherlock Holmes. Okay, so big fan of the ITV Jeremy Brett, or whatever his guy's <laughs> name is, uh, you know, that, that, that adaptation. Yeah, like I said, I tried to watch the first episode of just Sherlock, 
and all the gay jokes. I'm like, I know the Brits aren't that uptight, but c- come on. That's, that's well, not uh, funny. Well, my biggest thing was, uh, like, so when House came out, the gay undertones, I felt, were something that was worth lauding, right? Yeah. Because it's uh, it's American TV one. So, again, like you're saying, like in Europe where it's more accepted, I could it, you get less points. But by the time the first Sherlock movie came out, and it was all nothing but taking that same idea and just doing it worse. In, it's in, 2012. You don't get points for doing ex, you know implicit gay stuff. Have yeah, them kiss or something. That's the only way you're going to get points for me, right? Yeah, yeah. Basically, Watson moved it, – it, they updated Sherlock Holmes to where it takes place today. All the same names of the characters, but all the technologies updated and all that. And, and Watson moves in with Sherlock in the first episode. And, and then everyone – all the neighbors, all their friends are making jokes. So, oh, when are y'all gonna get the? When are y'all gonna register? And it it just it's just nonstop. Even Moriarty does it. And, and it's and it's kind of offensive. I mean, like, <laughs> I'll just go ahead and say it is offensive. Yeah. And it's like okay, I know the British are supposed to be less uptight about this, but you know, there's a difference between not being uptight and just being obnoxious about it. And I, and I don't mean it's offensive in that I dislike gays and it's in your face. I mean, like, if you're someone who thinks gays are people and not something that should just be constantly mocked in this way, you know, that they should just be able to have an open relationship on TV, then it's offen- It's like it's so cheeky, I guess is the word, right? That yeah. I'm looking for. And also. My biggest problem with the Sherlock adaptation, even though I'm a big Stephen Moffat fan, is it's very clear this is post-Doctor Who. Because oh, it's, yeah. It's and, and, putting emo in my Doctor Who works so well, let's do it for Sherlock. And, and what I dislike is the fact that, oh, he, he's not on cocaine anymore. He just has five nicotine patches on his body. And he's sad all the time. He has a sad puppy face all the time. <laughs> yeah. It makes me want to watch the Guy Ritchie movies again. Yeah, I, those were like they just didn't click for me. But I really respect what they're trying to do, which is like go much more pulpy. Yeah, well, what, what I respect especially is they undid the damage of the fumbling Watson. Yeah. Yeah. Instantly undid that damage. And they give Stephen Fry a paycheck in the second movie. Oh, Stephen Fry as Mycroft was genius. I mean, well, well I had actually, well, everyone had called it. I shouldn't, you know, say that because, it, because of course, uh, a little bit of of, of Hugh and uh, and Fry or Laurel, Laurie and Fry, whatever the the series was called, and also, of course, um, actually, actually, in house, they wanted they wanted, Steve but he won't do Fry. American TV. Yeah. They wanted Stephen Fry to play Doctor House's older brother, to be Mycroft, basically. Yeah. Yeah, it meant, but scheduling conflicts and all that so they can but do he it. won't do american tv i mean that that's as, as yeah. far as i know that's the reason is well he does do little big planet yeah well, well little big planet is i think important like it's a it, most of that's, most yeah. of that's important he actually saw what happened to um hugh laurie and said thank god i never did that like hugh laurie almost like has almost like crippled himself being house i know else, it's it's terrible yeah. because he used to be he used to be basil Yep. Yep. See, that's what I remember. I was I, I saw the first episode of the house. I'm like, wait, is was Ron Atkinson gonna show up? <laughs> and I disagree with everyone on the internet. I think Hugh Laurie's American accent is terrible. <laughs> you know, Brian Singer was the one who praised it. I I just the first time I was watching an episode of, of House, <laughs> I came in and and I was like, what's wrong with this guy? Why can't well, the he thing is the thing is he's doing it very scratchy like this. It's a, it's a very forced. It. It's a very forced scratchy voice. And then he walked, and I was like, oh, okay, so this is a, a brilliant doctor who's had a stroke, and he talks funny, and he can't walk. Okay, now I get it. 
The, the, you know what? I'll, 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 I'll say it again. The last season of the house was poison. <laughs> poison. We we stopped what the first train wreck after like in, in three. What for house? Yeah. Um, we actually stopped watching after this the, the season with um with the reality show. I think maybe we watched a little bit after that. But I kept up with it just because I was just hoping to God that it was going to go back to its very sexy gay roots. Um, unfortunately, it didn't really ever do that until, like, the final two episodes where, like, uh, Wilson actually asks House if, like, he loves him. And, of course, House never responds. And then, like, they do ride up on, right off into the sunset with each other, like, in the end, because, like, Wilson's, like, dying of cancer. gay cancer or something. <laughs> and, um... And I think there's even like a line in there like, you look so gay in black leather, uh, Wilson. I like that. Or something like that. So, like, thanks, show, for cranking that up in like the last frickin' five, 15 minutes of yeah, the show. And that's sort of, I, I guess, I guess getting back to the, t- to the yeah. somehow as exploitive as that sounds, right? As, you know, like as in exploiting uh, gay relationships for shock value, somehow Sherlock to me feels even worse. Well, yeah. Like, it, like I said, it's just the fact that it's. Freaking Moriarty make growing gay jokes at Watson. Oh, and and also Moriarty is like clearly influenced by Train Bomb Joker, and it's yeah. just terrible. It's just terrible. <laughs> the first yeah. time he appeared, and it was I was like, really? This is Moriarty. This this is your yeah, head. He has the umbrella, yeah. and he's spinning it while talking very 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 properly and and softly and stuff. Like, what, what is this? Is and this supposed to be Moriarty? Moriarty, yeah. make this someone else. Make this. Oh, it's Moriarty. Oh, damn it. Uh, and then he goes like over the top, and it just doesn't work, you know. And this, I actually like Moriarty better in uh, in Game of Shadows. That was one yeah, of the things I liked strong, about. But it was still it was better than it is in Sherlock. Yeah, what I liked was was the was the was in both movies was how Sherlock did the computer computerized the uh, fight projections. Yeah. Because if you actually look at the novels, Sherlock Holmes is like a is like a badass. What have you? Uh, what, if you're a Sherlock fan, I, I should recommend to you. Have you seen the Zero Effect? No, but I have seen the. Uh, was it the Seven Percent Solution? Yeah. Well, the Zero Effect is like it's Bill Pullman as Sherlock. Okay, so you should be sold now because I've just said Bill Pullman. Um, Will he go quietly but, into the night? But it's uh, in the same way that you know how um, Punch Drunk Love is like. Um, Every Adam Sandler movie, but made realistically, that is Adam Sandler. The Adam Sandler man-child character is actually kind of scary. Um, it's sort of like that Robin Williams movie, One Hour Photo. Uh, yeah. So uh, the zero effect is if someone is as smart as Sherlock Holmes, they're going to have like personality problems. And well, so he did in the that. books. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, but beyond just drug addiction, right? It was more than that. I mean, he played he played his violin in the middle of the night. He was he was he he was kind of borderline sociopath. Yeah, and and his and his pet killer Watson. Yeah. Yeah. The the the, the Richie movies do get the pulp aspect really well down. And, and like I, I and said, I the, the badass Waltz, Watson finally returned after a hundred years. Instead of just exposition, Watson. Yeah. And Which won't have a character do that. You can just have everyone stop a scene, like in Robin and the Dreamweavers, and just. Talk. <laughs> And uh, what I enjoyed was the scene where uh, what what I enjoyed was was also the aspect of they touched on the fact that in the books it Sherlock it touched that Sherlock Holmes keeps Watson's pocketbook locked in his desk, so it hints that 
Watson has a bad gambling problem. Yeah. Which they fully expounded in the movies. Because that's the thing. It's it's not just Sherlock whose per- personality is a somewhat damaged personality. It's Watson as well because, you know, two two of them have to flock together. Exactly. Well, and it's they balance each other in the books rather well because like and tying into the gambling addiction where Watson is is I don't want to say flighty, but, you know, he he's much more active in everything he wants to do. And, of course, Holmes is the opposite. So together they make the perfect. I, I think I, I they make one functioning person. Exactly. I, I commented early is if you crank up Watson's violence and then combine him with, with Holmes, then he becomes Batman. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because because the thing about the the reason why Holmes keeps Watson around is because Watson is the only one who could really stimulate his intellect. Right. It, it, it's not quite equal, but it's close enough that Holmes can find with a set of other talents, you know, being the soldier, being a crack shot that that it b- balances off what Holmes himself can't do. It's it's a partnership. Right. And also like a, a kind of an ownership pet thing. <laughs> Which, you know, gets over – I like it when it's subtle, but it gets overdone in a lot of the adaptations. I think Guy, Guy Ritchie did it right. I love how Guy Ritchie put it is is when he was in an orphanage, they, they they read the books on the loudspeaker. And then when he finally saw a movie, he's like, this isn't Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Where's the shooting and stuff? Yeah. It, it, what I love about it is is all three parts of what, what's in the modern image of Sherlock Holmes were never in the books. Sherlock Holmes never smoked with a calabash pipe because the the calabash pipe mellows out the flavor of tobacco, and Holmes likes his tobacco really harsh. You know, he never wears a deerstalker in the city because that's a fashion faux pas that he would never commit. <laughs> and the magnifying glass, I, I don't think he ever used one in the books. Yeah, I mean, it's the sort of science tool he would use. I also just, of course, find it uh, hilarious that a character that embodies rationalism and methodology is uh, written by this guy who literally believes in fairies. Oh, yeah, the photos that were faked. I love that. Well, and, and not just that, but like his other books are just some of them are just kind of crazy. Yeah, it's uh, Neil. Neil, are you still with us? Yeah, I'm still with you. Yeah, if you don't know, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle goes down the deep end if you read any of his other books. I know. Oh, and, he, and he hated the character. Yeah, the final solution was his final solution. And like I said, what I liked was in, in Game of Shadows, just that final fight where Moriarty's like, I can do this too. Yep. And then, and so, well, but, and we're, and it kind of ties into the good versus bad because the way Holmes wins is he's the only one willing to sacrifice himself. Like by willing to be willing to fight to a stalemate, that's the one thing Moriarty wouldn't have been willing to do. Yeah. So his plan's undone. Yeah. See, I sort of figured out what was going on when when they hinted at Mycroft's breathing apparatus. Yeah. That was cleverly enough inserted that I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, shame that uh, shame that Miss Adler had to die. Yep. But yeah, it was it was overall two really good movies. I, I think I think I Ritchie did a good job, and Neil saw Avengers this week. Yes, oh, I did. Awesome. And How'd you like it? It was pretty good. You said the best superhero movie you ever saw. <laughs> I said it was probably the best. I never, I never make absolute statements. <laughs> you almost never make absolute statements. You should that's, say that's better. <laughs> I think for now it's the best. 
I think Batman's in serious trouble. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I said that the minute we got out of the theater. I was like, Spider-Man and Batman are Oh, well, you know what? You know what? Well, Spider-Man Batman and, then the, and then the Batman that can stick on walls is in trouble. Yep. Yeah, because that's what I I disliked about both. Both They got Batman and my Spider-Man. They got Spider-Man and my Batman. Yeah. Well, that no, that that amazing Spider-Man looks like it's gonna be. You know what? I I know lots of people are like. Well, Spider-Man has to you know, you trash talk more, and then they show this ridiculous scene in that trailer where Spider-Man is attacking a car jacker. Jack. Yeah. And and it's so over the top, bad directed, bad acting of oh no, knives. The only thing I'm scared. That was terrible. Right. Compare it to the much better. Um, mommy and Daddy are talking now. In the Spider-Man 2 movie. Or or, or my favorite, uh, nice outfit. Did your husband make it for you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that whole, oh no, Dives, that, that scene was terrible. I, I cringed as a comic book fan. I'm like, why? <laughs> and, and of course, we're going to change the character's origin. Because yeah, we, we, we just like confusing people who might see our multi-million dollar movie and then go read some books. We just want to make it as confusing as possible. So. Make it all about the secret of his father. It, yeah, it's just like Batman. Yeah. <sighs> but you know what? I'm going to get I'm going to watch Martin Sheen get shot. <laughs> That's all right. In real life or in, in a movie? Oh, oh. Uh, in Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He's Uncle Ben. No, One sure. of the worst casting decisions ever, by the way. He's not the Uncle Ben type. Yeah, I was, I was, I saw that. I was just like, really, really, okay. Well, and, and it's, and it's the issue I have with the people who don't understand like um, the better, what, what to me are the better p- portions of Spider-Man Two, like the musical portions, and uh, and the ridiculous portions of Spider-Man Three, like Spider-Man's not Batman, and if you want to make a Batman movie or you want to go see a Batman movie, it's probably not for you. But neither Marvel nor the viewing audience seems to want to accept this. They just want, an, you know, an Ursatz Batman. And it's it just, no, Spider-Man is goofy 60s crazy. But no, oh no, knives! That was, oh my god, I, I can't I can't go on about how bad that was. It's a good line, it's just delivered terrible by whoever that, that guy is. I mean... Garfield or whatever the hell his name is. Well, it's not even just him delivering, it's the director. Yeah. The way that scene was directed, the, the camera angles. Yeah. The, the the way he was pacing, it, he wasn't moving like Spider-Man. He looked like a guy dressed in a Spider-Man costume walking. <laughs> I have an image of how Spider-Man should be able to move, and and one thing I have to give uh, Toby credit for is he was able to get some of that down really well. Yeah, I mean, and it's something talking about giving credit where it's due. That kind of motion stuff that we associate with Spider-Man one of the only contributions McFarlane has actually made to comicdom, you know, in terms of the, like, I hate McFarlane with a passion, like a thousand sons, but the crazy pose Spider-Man thing that he sort of did in the early nineties. All right. You know, yeah. you know what that was based off of what the, the Sentai Spider-Man. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> why can't why can't we just have that Japanese Spider-Man where Spider-Man shows up and annoys people? Or oh, meme oh, Spider-Man oh. in the movie. Well, actually, you see, Trevor, meme Spider-Man from Japan predates meme Spider-Man from America in being annoying and showing up when it's inappropriate. Actually, <laughs> actually, the one thing I love parallels. One thing I love is Spider-Man is the genesis of Power Rangers. Oh. 
That seems a stretch to me. Okay. Uh, Spider Man was the first. Spider Man was the first Japanese Sentai hero to have a giant robot. Oh, that that terrible '60s Japanese thing. Really? It was the first. Was to he have the first a to have a giant robot? Yes, he was. So they wanted to do some other series, and they just gave it <laughs> Spider Man. Okay, that blows my mind because if Spider, oh man. So it's so Power Rangers is Spider Man's fault. I'm fine with this. Yep. But yeah, so with Spider-Man... Because so, I wouldn't have Dukley on it. So Avengers will still be in the theaters. Spider-Man will likely still be in the theaters. Even though it sucks, it'll 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 be able yeah. to make it three weeks. It'll limp along. So Batman, I just I just don't see a scenario Aww. where Batman gets out of this. It's going to break him way worse than Bane is. Oh. Batman, <laughs> Batman's going to die in this movie. It's obvious. This, this movie is going to be terrible. I already have this feeling. Like, Well, because the trailer makes it look like they're just doing what worked last time harder. Yeah, and I... Like, I'm just like not looking forward to this because I don't like Bane very much because it's like, well, it's also like, wow. It's like, now you know, watch out. What was that guy? What was the thing from um, when Superman died? The big spiky thing? Doomsday. Doomsday. It's like Bane is like Doomsday for Spider-Man. I mean, Batman. Batman. That's what I mean. And and it just it, it feels so weak in comparison because like doomsday was really emotional because it really was like oh my god and that's one of the best superman stories as backup in that the boy who hates who hated superman yeah and so like you you watch that but then like bane just i never liked bane because when i saw bane i was like are they really yeah (laughs) were we really doing this are we really gonna have like bat like gonna have batman have a broken back and we're gonna replace him with azrael well, and it, oh yes, with because the act, crazy yeah. guy from the Knights Templar. Because we'd already done that with Spy, with Superman, so it's like, well, shit, man, we're just doing it over again because it worked last time, and, and that's why I hate. Well, that. it also reeks of a lot of like eight-year-olds talking about. Oh so, like, God, wouldn't it be cool if, if there was Venom? a guy that was like as as smart and as strong as Batman, but he was like s- smarter and stronger, and like, and he was a luchador. That part could be cool. I'm fine with him being a luchador. It's just uh, it feels so much like let's do Superman over again, except that we know now that you're not going to commit to this. Well, and also like like all the details like raised in prison is like you're oh, coming God. up with an excuse for him to be awesome. <laughs> like, yeah, just kill him with your awesome. But yeah, the Knights Templar. Yeah, that was it was yeah Jean Paul Paul Valley. Did you read his co- his uh, comic after he got deposed from being Batman? Yes, I did. That was hard. I kind of liked. I kind of thought the thing had merit in the sense that only someone who's actually schizophrenic could replace Batman. Yeah, <laughs> it seemed like it. It seemed appropriate. You it know? did, but once once he wasn't Batman, it wasn't cool anymore because it was like, oh, he's this Knights Templar guy. And we're going to have history, and we're going to beat you over the head with the history. Thanks. And Batman Beyond was so much better. I, oh. Yeah, it's uh, but yeah, I I really enjoy, I really enjoyed the Avengers. I think Avengers was even my dad enjoyed it. My dad doesn't like going to the movies. My dad yeah. came to visit me, and and it, it it's good to have him around for a little bit and, and all that so but yeah avengers was great avengers was one of the best superhero movies i ever saw i i just like the fact that they were able to make everything work i mean i mean shakespeare in the park does mother know you're wearing thine her, her, her drapes yeah yeah and like everyone it felt incredibly even in terms of characters it like 
this could have been the greatest disaster ever. Like when it, when we were yeah. sitting in the theater, I was like, well, in the next 20 minutes, whether or not Marvel makes it is going to be, you know, set. It's going to be, it, I thought it was going to be obvious in the next, in, in the, I mean, when, in, in, you know, just between you and me, Maria Hill. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Rock, like, rocking just... that secret agent mom thing. <laughs> but we, uh, right. Just the whole, the whole thing worked. Yeah. Everything worked. Even things that have no business working. Okay, like, I normally get bored during movies. Like, the reason I don't really like to watch movies a lot and, like, I prefer to read comics is because I get bored. Because I'm like, well, movie, this fight scene has been going on for a long time. And the only time I actually felt anywhere bored was kind of towards the end when there was, like, endless monsters. But thankfully, because of Whedon's, like, like ADD-ness, um, <laughs> we were about to – we focused on something else. And also, Whedon cam sort of works on me because it's like, whoa, 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 I'm focusing on something. Yeah, I, it, I love the part where it was, showing, it was showing just a battle, you know, following one character then following the next. I love yeah. that scene. Well, and also, my one of my favorite things in the uh, in the – the, the big end fight was when you see the, the characters in the foreground fighting, but then Whedon Cam decides to take you over to these people hiding next to a bus to actually show you like the human this side. This is yeah. like this is really bad. There are a lot of people here. And I actually like that that like Whedon Cam sometimes like it, it's basically it's like shaking you and saying, Hey, look over there. And well, we have to talk about the best fight in the movie. Hulk, Hulk versus, versus Loki. Loki, yeah. Yes. You need God. <laughs> and it's that stunned look on his face. When uh, I, like, I, oh, I yeah, that look just that look just says says a lot. It, it, it's almost like he was vocalizing. I'm just gonna lie to here and bleed for a little bit. Yeah, like, <laughs> you should you should totally do a a strip with with the with the SGBY crew watching Avengers and having Loki cringe in that scene. No, I think Loki'd be more yelling at the screen like, come on, come on. I would not be that stupid. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to totally let him get behind the bar and like offer me a drink. I can't see his hands, motherfucker. (laughs) I'm going to cut his hands off. (laughs) I mean, the Hulk scene, though. Yeah, no, no, that's perfect. And I mean... Oh, and it's actually true to the original origin of the yeah. Avengers, except there's no Ant Man, and there and there's no Hulk in the clown outfit. Yeah. Oh boy. Hey, that was one of the funniest things Jack Kirby ever drew. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, talking about Josh Whedon. You know about the Buffy season eight comics, right? Yeah. Oh, here we go. Okay, there was there was a storyline that where Buffy found out she's pregnant and she's deciding what she needs to do, and then she decides I'm going to get an abortion, and then it's revealed it was a Buffy robot the whole time. Okay. Wait, but then how was it pregnant? Mind. <laughs> Whedon. Android 18. It was a buff bot. Yeah. And then and then there was the scene where Buffy and Angel got Superman powers and they decided to have. <laughs> I think I think you know where this is going. Yep, Superman sex. Crashing in the mountains. Uh. What what I love about the co- the the comic seasons is it's clear like Whedon's having fun with. Man, I could never afford to do this on TV. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, is one thing about the Avengers movie. It does sort of suffer from TV disease sometimes because there are times when you're like, Whedon, you have a budget. You don't have to do this in a dark room with some <laughs> foam 
foam rocks and we're sort of like dancing around them to like create this dream scene yeah like you don't have to do this you, you do realize that there's an army of of animators ready to go blind if you want a spectacular throne room or something no 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 we're gonna put it in a room and we're gonna have some foam rocks and then we're gonna have some bullshit in the background and make you think you're in a space gr- but we can make it look like it's actually made of space no <laughs> and then we're gonna have thanos yeah, there's a lot of scenes that look like they're 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 meant to save money, where where Whedon doesn't need to save money. Yeah, he does that, except in that final battle, I think it's like where he finally realized. Oh wait, I'm making a movie and I have yeah. all the money. Well, because I think like at that point, like they were like he's like, okay, we're gonna have this final fight scene, but we're not gonna show a lot. Wait, we can show it? <laughs> Holy shit! All right, yeah, it's not like a comet falling on your head. It's not <laughs> like you know I'm, I'm I'm doing Serenity and like. Every time I show the ship, I am spending a ton of money. <laughs> oh my god! It's uh, but yeah, that was my that was yeah, it was actually one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. It was, it was pitch perfect. I mean, I mean, rest in peace, Agent, Agent Coulson. Yep. It's so good. I'm just terrified about Avengers two. Oh god. Well, well Rudolph says he wants to do a more personal story for Avengers two. Oh boy. So I'm trying to think what that could be. And what I love is just, you know, Stark Tower, the only letter left on it is the A. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so nice. I should have seen that coming from the beginning, but somehow I didn't. Hey, that was just pitch perfect, I think. I, know. I, was, I, was, like, I was like, oh, yeah, that is the same A as the logo. Wow. Why didn't I so see we'll, that? We'll see Iron Man 3 first, I believe, right? Yeah. Yes, and then Thor 2 is in production. Yep. <laughs> no Captain America. So are we gonna sequel? get are we gonna get a, a Rufio Hulk? Because oh, I, would... I want that. Oh, so oh, this is the first time the the Hulk looked like the actor hulked up. Well, and also that like it just worked so much. It worked. This, so... this is really the first time because you, you look at him, you say, oh, there, there, there's Rufio's nose and chin yeah. and and where he's going gray on the sides. It looks like the actor hulked up. It's not like the Edward Norton Hulk where it's like muscles on it, top of muscles. Yeah, it's it's not his face either. Like or that one The oh. Edward Norton like the, the part of that movie that's written by Norton and, and acted by Norton is amazingly good. It is it's just it's just too bad that then it stops and there's well, just, it, And then they make a joke about the purple shorts. Yes. It just stops and then there's sixty minutes of stupid. I think I think that was just basically like it was too Smart was I, I think is the is the word I'm looking for here because pseudo smart. Well, I mean it it actually kind of like gets into the character a little. Yeah, bit. we're talking about like the first. It's clear the first thirty minutes is not so, the which same are movie. the part that's written by Norton are like I could watch Banner struggling with to learn a language watching Sesame Street. That's compelling. Yeah. That's, well, know, well that's, to me I liked I, to me I liked the that Brazilian chick in the first twenty minutes. Yeah. yeah. She was hot. Yeah, yeah, like the best that's the best part of the movie. And, and then as soon as he's done with that part, that's when it just gets stupid. You know yep. what? You know what I hated though was they were obviously drawing from the Zen Banner arc of the comics with the whole meditation thing. Yeah. You know about Zen Banner, right? Yeah, it's just uh... Okay, yeah, Kitty Hawk Neil for you to, for I uh, kind I, of heard of Zen Banner. There like... was a period of time where Bruce Banner was studying Zen meditation to control the Hulk and he was able to actually achieve Superhuman levels of strength while Bruce Banner simple th- simply through Zen meditation. Oh my God! 
Wow. There's, it's such a shame there isn't, like, somebody reviewing bad comics. They could talk about all these things. Now, while Zen Banner is stupid, I'm willing to go down with the ship of Mr. Fix-It. Oh, what about, what about, uh, what about Savage Banner? No, not, 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 not as much. Okay, for, for those that don't know, there was a time where, where there was Professor Hulk, which is basically Bruce Banner controlled the Hulk body. But the, the, the downside is if he gets too angry, he reverts to oh. Bruce Banner body with Hulk brain called Savage Banner. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just ripped uh, the uh, Trevor's like earpiece out because I was just face, face palming so hard. <laughs> I mean that though. Oh. oh my. Well, that was when it was written by Peter David. Oh, well, that was Peter David. Yes, so you're let's right. Not, let's Trevor, not talk. Trevor, you to know me. your comics. Well, I, 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 uh, I may or may not have a a part of my house that has like all kinds of pictures of Peter David with like. My own blood circling him as targets <laughs> or something. I'm not sure. Oh, wasn't it the time I met Peter David? And I didn't. Were... Let's let's just move on. Let's yeah. just move on. <laughs> I, I heard the story already. And uh, what I love is is don't you have like a piece of software written specifically to make sure you don't have anything Peter Davidish in it? Yeah, I have a software license that uh, for for a comic book distribution thing that didn't get off the ground, but. Uh, you can use this software to distribute anything that is not written by Peter David. That's correct. Yeah, it act, well, no, it warns you. <laughs> it warns you if it's written we, by we Peter finally David. Agree, yeah. We finally agreed that we weren't going to just ban Peter it. David completely. But if, if it's written by Peter David, it should throw a warning to the user. Yeah, because like we can't, we don't want to ban things. <laughs> we we want to make sure that people are aware. Well, you know what? At least it isn't Black Punisher. That exists. That's something that happened. <laughs> We're all kind of morally responsible for living in that world. I, I love Black Punisher. I love that there's there's things that are hundred times worse than Black Punisher that were made in mainstream books and no one is talking about them. Like like there was there was this one issue of Avengers. I think Trevor knows where I'm going at. They actually had they actually had protective protect the plastic on it and you had to show your ID to get it because it opens up with uh, with with uh, Hank Pym and his wife having uh, well using their special powers in special ways. Oh my. <sighs> it was Hank it was Pym. called the Vaginaut issue. Oh god. I, I think I I want to write a comic series Hank Pym wife beater. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. I think I could do a trade out of that. I could squeeze a trade out of Dude, that. Dude, you but, could but, totally but, do that. But, but yeah, it's like I said, the, the most e offensive, <laughs> badly done comics in the world, and no one's talking about them. No one's talking, doing a spotlight about Mark Millar. And the, you know, remember that tweet I showed you of Mark that that blog entry Mark Millar wrote that you couldn't believe he wrote. Uh, what was it? I was walking down the street today and I saw a. Oh, oh yes, yes. Uh. He, uh... You, you explain it, Ben. Okay, Mark Millar wrote a blog post about the fact that one day while walking down the street in England, he saw a black guy with Down syndrome, and he was writing about how amazed he was that black people could get Down syndrome. What, like as if they had, like, what, totally different genes? Like, what? I didn't know black <laughs> people were human. Yeah, that, that's what it sounds like. I am, I am sorry. And, and he also wrote how he spent just... the last 20 minutes calling everyone he ever knows to talk about this. I mean, I'm, I'm just stunned, like. What the hell? I didn't know. that I, They bleed just like us. <laughs> I mean, that's the obvious next thing to say, right? I mean... I mean, that's just... That's, that's like a crazy. level of, of just... I don't know. Alan Moore's never said anything like that. <laughs> and Alan Moore wor wor worships a snake god. Yeah. Let's Mark. see. 
Oh, so has a- um, so has Marvel turned this tweet into a summer crossover event yet? <laughs> oh, oh, that reminds me. That reminds me. D- Neil, do you know about the comic Trouble? Trouble. No. Okay, it's 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 Mark Millar reimagining the origin of Spider-Man uh. as as a teen sex comedy. Oh boy. Where uh. it's about it's where where basically reveals, reveals Aunt May is really Peter's real mother because what happened was uh, when she was a teenager she had her and her best friend which was who Peter thought was his mother were like best friends and they they picked up two guys that were that were brothers at like a like at a summer resort and I'm I'm not going to go through it because we it's, can see it's where garbage. this is going yeah so garbage, but... <laughs> we're picking up what you're putting down yeah yeah neil you don't know about this no oh after the first issue went out there were so many angry letters to marvel that marvel said okay it's not what really happened it's what possibly happened it's what possibly possible come on marvel that's a way stronger stance on continuity than you usually take which is just book yeah. which i totally love i love marvel's whatever yeah See, my explanation would have been, very next issue, uh, Peter Parker wakes up and, was, uh, and says something like, oh, I just had the worst Ambien dream. <laughs> or Peter Parker wakes up next to... Um, His wife, and no, everything yes. from Brand New Day is undone. Well, that too, but I was, I was making a Dallas reference. Oh. Oh. It was all a dream! Oh, by the way, they're making a new Dallas series. I saw that. Uh, I know. I, I, well, actually, I have to say, because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a horrible fan of that kind of television... I'm gonna see it. I'm just gonna oh, see. Boy. It's kind of like if they were to bring oh. back Murder She Wrote. I'd oh, have that reminds you of another things. another blog post that that Mark Millar wrote. Mark Millar wrote. Well, since the death of Superman was so great, I'm gonna write, make a comic called The Rape of Wonder Woman. Don't do that. On that note, I think I'm turning in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just love how Mark Millar is like the worst human being in the world, but people... No, 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 no. Ultimates is so good. How did he do these things? I think it was a fluke, honestly. (laughs) Well, I haven't liked anything else he's done. I know. true. And I have a feeling he might have had help. I think Brian Hitch helped him. Yeah, yeah, I have a feeling. Because well, Hitch's Hitch Fantastic Hitch, Four is fantastic. Brian right. Hitch had some of that mojo from when he worked with Mark Wade still left. I mean, Mark Wade just gives off, like, ambient mojo. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what's happened is, like, Mark Millar got some help. And... You can get charged with the Wade Force. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, uh, good night, guys. Right, yeah, well, night. thank you for having thank us. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, we'll try fun. to have you as much as, as you can before the move and then after the move. All right, cool. All right, good night. Night. Night.